You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Lauren, I always hate to start our uh, podcasts with weather reports, but I will tell you what. I think we're going to get socked in here this week with the the snow from the Heather Northland. How about you? Yeah, we'll see. And I mean, it kind of is a, honestly a good segue into our topic because the weather really does play into like my mood and my just outlook in life. So, you know, not a lot of sun doesn't do me a lot of good. So once we kind of started started talking about this topic um, and kind of looking forward to what is to come post COVID, um, that kind of excites me a little. So maybe this will be good for me. Maybe everyone else too. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, and you know, there's nothing as long as we have power, we can shop. And so I True. think it's an excellent <laughs> opportunity to dial up Netflix and or shopping Amazon stuff immediately. Yeah. So. As long as I can eat, shop. Yeah, I'm good. You're right. We're, we're nailed it. That's perfect. Perfect. So, well, today we're going to talk a little bit about preparing for that um, potential boom after COVID-19, after we uh, get past this. So um, we want to talk a little bit about three big points kind of in and out this week. But um, Lauren, why don't you go ahead and hit us with the first tip to prepare for the possible boom? All right. So number one is content. So, you know, we always say content is king. Um, I know that many of you have probably seen a lot of big brands or even maybe like more local brands doing some unique things with their messaging and or offerings, you know, during the pandemic. Um, And maybe even during times when, you know, the People couldn't get out and participate in events or, you know, travel is a really good example that I've seen some really interesting and unique things being done. Um, I've also seen a lot of great content, you know, just people moving things online in unique ways, whether that's a museum doing a private tour via Zoom or, you know, private wine tastings with a sommelier or, you know, trainers and um, even big brands like Nike doing different types of workouts on an app or, you know, Facebook Live or Zoom or whatever that is. Also, things like podcasts have been huge and can really connect with audiences. So that's really what I'm talking about here is just creating content that you can still stay connected with your audiences. So even though they may not be walking through your door, or you may not have as much, you know, foot traffic, or even not even open like you maybe normally are. There are a lot of things that you can think about and do um, to kind of replace those touches. Maybe it's um, making an event in a box, or maybe it is a subscription box type of thing to keep, you know, um, your shopping items relevant. There's just a lot of things um, content-wise and then repackaging-wise just to rethink what you're doing. I think that we will still see a lot of this kind of mixture as things hopefully normalize in the coming months. But I think this is something still just to look forward to is just to keep seeing people um, turning their content basically in a in a new way that they may have never thought of before. So keep thinking very unique in that area. Well, that's good, Lauren. What else? 
Well, I think just to summarize this number one about content is just, it may not, you know, um, these ideas may not create a revenue stream to replace some lost revenue. But if you can just keep um, your brand at the forefront and keep connecting with those customers, um, it might ease some of that pain. Just make sure that your customers don't forget about you. That is, that's the summary there. Yeah, because they don't. You don't have the opportunity to walk through a, a brick and mortar mall or something like that and say, "Oh, I want to go there" or whatever. I mean, you're you're basically at a point where you have to um, impress your brand on the consumer's daily life, which is much different than it was before. Right. Meet them where they are, basically, instead of them coming to you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the the true key is starting to look at the trends uh, for. Um, what the consumer is going to do in the future. Um, there are some things that may just not ever go back. I mean, one of the things I uh, just read was that Best Buy is looking at basically repurposing their retail operations and making, I think it was like 30 or 40% of their stores into distribution centers. Wow. I mean, whether whether uh, retailers are looking for other options, I mean, they have these footprints that they've got a huge capital investment in. And so, whether it's Best Buy or uh, some other type of retailer, at some point they have to figure out a flexible uh, way to work around this. And then, like you said, meet the consumers uh, where they are. So Mm -hmm. it's very interesting about Best Buy. Um, Great idea, obviously, but yeah. And there's some local businesses um, that I've seen doing kind of similar things. So I think that's probably the direction we're headed for a while. Yeah. You know, it's funny to, to me about that is it's almost full circle. I don't know if you remember or not, but there used to be a company um, where I grew up called LaBelle's and there was one in Oklahoma called um, Service Merchandise. But mm-hmm. basically it was kind of the same concept, although the interweb wasn't around then, but you went in, <laughs> you know, you basically went in and it was like a catalog shopping center where you, you know, fill out your catalog and then it was a huge distribution center on the back. There was not that much space per se for a showroom. And I think mm-hmm. it's really interesting because basically the World Wide Web has become the showroom and, you know, you just order things and then whether you pick it up, you know, when you go to Walmart or you pick it up, um, you know, at some type of distribution center, I think uh, Kohl's and Amazon, that connection where you can yes. you know take back things is Lauren, come here. Can can you do me a favor and go ahead and tattoo this drawing on my forearm? (laughs) What? I am not a tattoo artist. And why do you want that image of an owl on your arm? Well, I just read on your bio that you're Hootsuite certified. So I figured you specialize in tattoos and we're in an office suite. So no better time than the present. No, that's not what that means. Being Hootsuite certified means that I am certified as a social media professional, which I use to help our clients plan, execute, and review their social media channels, strategies, campaigns, and tactics. Okay, so you can't give me a tattoo of this sweet, sweet owl? Absolutely not. Oh, that's too bad. Now I don't know who, who, who to turn to. So one second before we go on to number two, is World Wide Web what WWW stands for? I just haven't heard that in so long. I just had to go back to that. That's true. Right. That's what that stands for. (laughs) For those people that are really geeky like me, uh, hypertext 
transfer protocol is what HTTP stands for. How's that? And if you have there HTTPS, you have then that means it's secure. So secure. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah. Well, there you go. just that quick little tidbit. Everyone put that in your bank for a trivia night at some point. So Tony, tell us about our second main point here. So what should you be doing now basically to prepare for the hopeful boom that, sh- that is hopefully coming? <laughs> It's really easy. I'll tell you what you need to do. It's really easy for us just to sit back and say, oh, the pandemic's here and, you know, woe is me, blah, blah, blah. But right now is the perfect time to start really looking at your pipeline, looking at the lead generation of that and how you can basically start stuffing that pipeline and getting folks through. They may not convert. It may just be, you know, not kicking tires, but getting folks that are interested in your opportunity, but just are not ready to basically pull the trigger. But if you're looking for um, looking for opportunities to get those people to engage those folks, uh, you have the the ability to do that. Even if your you know lights are off and the doors are closed, you can still um, connect with those folks. Absolutely, which you know goes back to the communication that you're doing and the content that we just talked about. Just keeping your current pipeline warm, basically, and then. I mean, do you have any thoughts about um, business development right now? I mean, do you think people should start pursuing cold leads and new leads? I mean, what do you oh, think? Yeah, and I think that um, I think you should pursue both because, candidly, they still may have interest. I mean, uh, you know, one of the best examples is, you know, like elective surgery or dental surgery or something like. People may not feel hundred percent comfortable walking into a hospital now. I mean, maybe better today than you know, a couple of months ago, but the reality Mm -hmm. is those people still need or want to have that, you know, that work done. Same thing with um, things like projects or construction or whatever. I mean, there are folks that are sitting at home looking around thinking, you know, I probably should redo my roof or the bedroom, but I'm not sure I want someone to come into my home. Why don't you go, you know, talk to folks, connect with them through uh, e-newsletters, uh, targeted advertising, um, you know, on web, obviously even traditional, we've talked about this, just simple direct mail. It seems to be coming back like a, it means like back from the dead, like Elvis, it's weird. But anyway, so just connect with those folks and make sure that they know that, you know, you're ready. And if you have some COVID, uh, protocols that you can walk in their house and keep everyone safe, then, you know, make that sale, get in there. I completely agree. Those are all really good ways to stay connected or start connecting, um, which kind of is a good lead in to number three. So good job. This is where we're just going to put a nice bow on these top three things. And basically just we're going to call this turning lemons into lemonade. So I mentioned earlier, you know, a few ways to stay connected with your, your audience, your consumer, and to keep them warm or even, you know, kind of shock, surprise them, maybe interest them even more in what you're offering because it's a splashy new way of how you're packaging it. Um, I mentioned travel. I mentioned, you know, kind of virtual wine tastings and different things like that. But all of those things um, kind of come together with number three, which is now that you've kept them warm or interested, plan now on how you're going to recapture or re-entice or kind of like re-grand open, if you will, when things normalize a bit. So maybe you did a, you know, a box subscription and that kept them interested. Well, 
think of what's next in that plan. Don't just think about what I'm doing to get by. What is next? Are you going to start a, you know, a box, a monthly box subscription that's going to be going forever or a surprise box for great customers um, once every six months? Or, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to launch a loyalty program or maybe like a really special coupon or incentive um, or maybe a special VIP experience for folks once you're reopen or something like that. So once you've maintained those relationships, which is hopefully what you're doing now and building those, then offer the folks that have stuck around, supported you, um, been your great brand ambassadors, offer them something special, premium, exciting, um, whenever they can kind of come back and interact in a, in the more normal way that we're used to pre pandemic. Yeah, I I love that. And the other thing is, I think people, you know, kind of make the the assumption that they have to make a killing on these new pivots or uh, adaptations. And I I think the goal, which we kind of joked during the recession, was the new making money is breaking even right now. And and the mm-hmm. reality is, if you can stay top of mind, and you can stay on the consumer's you know edge, if you will, then that will help you ultimately make a sale once that consumer is ready to um, come to you seriously. Absolutely. So hopefully that gives a little bit of brightness to the outlook um, for those who are like me and suffering a little bit of winter depression at this point. Um, (laughs) But I think (laughs) we can all agree um, things will be different, but I think like you said, we will hopefully start seeing more return to normalcy in the coming months. Yeah, we will overcome the the fact is, will we overcome 50 pounds or 100 pounds heavier? I think that's what we're going to overcome. Yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's good. Just maintain that content. The content's king. Two is just uh, make sure that that pipeline continues to be filled. And third, um, uh, which is my favorite, just don't be afraid to pivot. Take look at what your strengths are at this point and uh and utilize those to uh, stay top of mind and try to, you know, break even a little bit. So, yeah, great summary. Just listen Thank- to the end, folks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's all you need. Just everyone fast forward to the last three minutes. So. Right. All right. Well, Lauren, I hope you stay safe and uh, be careful out there. And uh, what is 37 inches of snow? That's that's pretty. It's pretty big deal. That's that's the official here. Yeah. That's right. So, all right. Let's wrap it up. I'm Tony Van. I'm Lauren Doherty. And this has been the G Factor. Thank you for podcast. listening to G Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.